Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother sometimes. My name is Brett. <laughs> I'm Danielle. I mean, honestly, in the off season, this show does come back to Big Brother a lot more than you would think. Honestly, yeah, we kind of have like talk about. two Big Brother topics today. Uh, I guess we'll lead off with those. But yeah, I mean, there's... I'm more excited to talk about Big Brother now than when I was for half of the most recent season. <laughs> yeah, because it's like funny stuff. The season was boring. This the news is amusing. Yeah, so so let's let's get into some hot Big Brother news items. Um, shall we? Let's do the juiciest one first. Okay. <sighs> According to People Magazine, is that right? Yep. It's either people or like E online. There's people. Well, we got someone, one of our, one of our listeners, Rennie Stan, which I believe is you still, <laughs> uh, said this in. Zach Rance, BB16, is bi, and he was like in a little relationship with Frankie. I support. You support him for being bi? Yeah, so it is actually a much more complicated uh, issue, and we're not trying to out people. He's, you know, or oh, whatever. No, of course. I support people being bi. I support people coming out as bi. I support, you know, you watch BB16, and Zach Rance is a hot young guy from Florida, and like he doesn't strike you as a kind of LGBT guy. And God bless right. him for coming out. That's fantastic. And bi people need more visibility because I feel like sometimes knowing some bi people, I feel like sometimes like the gay community is like, hey, you're not you're not one of us. And the straight community is like, hey, you're just like messing around. Right. Anyways, support being bi. Don't support hooking up with Frankie, though. That's that's my (laughs) caveat. That's where you draw the line. Yeah. So this, like, to me, I think this is hilarious. I also, of course, support support people being bi. I think, frankly, we're all a little bit bi. Um, you know, the Kinsey scale and all of that. Oh yeah, love it. No, I'm 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 down. I'm but, down for um, this reading. But <laughs> I just think this news item is so funny because I actually saw this first on like one of my normal celebrity gossip websites. So the fact that it made like mainstream celebrity gossip news is very funny to me. Like it is people.com. It says big brother Zach Rance comes out as bisexual, says he hooked up with Frankie. And it's like, do people outside of our big brother bubble really know who these people are enough for it to be a people.com headline? Yeah, the Zach Rance thing is weird because Zach hasn't like done anything for unless he's like been on the challenge or whatever. And I wouldn't well, be surprised. He, like, he does Instagram lives where he like exposes big brother. Yeah, but that's like for <sighs> Frankie. I, I honestly like just from my perspective, it seems like Frankie is like the hot, like Frankie does like red carpets and he does like yes Frankie after is shows and stuff. He's he is a like they have to invent a new letter of the alphabet to go after Z for what <laughs> l- what level celeb Frankie is. But he's you know he's a he's like a, a Z a D J R level. Celebrity. No, he has genuine reach on um, social media platforms. And, you know, it, of course, never hurts to be Ariana's brother. Yeah, that's um, that's 100. I mean, I feel like Frankie is still getting a lot of um, getting a lot of pub out of being Ariana's brother and like doing the same, like not bait and switch, but like false promise that he makes to like CBS in you know 2015 or whenever that season comes out which is like hey cast me on your thing and like maybe ariana will tweet about it once and it's like that's the value of like having him on your project it's like he's a little bit obnoxious he's not particularly good but um a much more famous person might like instagram comment on like a post about well, and your that, show. Listen, that's that's valuable. I'm just looking at his Twitter. He's got a million followers on Twitter. 
I mean, that's he's almost good. Yeah, I mean, he's almost he's almost going to catch up to the Hey Julie account soon. <laughs> but just, so so I I think it's really funny. But I also this whole story I just think is interesting that it made this mainstream media news like news has to be slow. Brad and Angelina must not be doing much these days, right? Because is this where we're at? That this is people.com news. But then I look at the other um, websites that have picked it up and. I'm I'm slipping into conspiracy theory territory here Ooh. where I'm like, this was a concerted effort. This was a strategic release of news. And I don't know for, for what or for why, but this didn't just come out of nowhere. I was thinking a little bit of the same thing. And I was thinking it was like a Frankie thing. Like, you know, maybe, Possibly. Fr- maybe Frankie is like, the panda on on uh, masked singer, masked singer and yes. uh, and you know like we're trying to get some some buzz around that I I don't know it's weird because it just other than like to your point doing Zach doing these like Instagram lives where he's like yeah I'll just talk shit about production I'm never going on this stupid show again I don't care he seems like he's kind of left the the like post BB spotlight a bit and he's just like a guy living his life for the most part um, right I don't know I mean it also did I certainly feel dirty talking about it and I hope our listeners like understand why we're talking about it which is just like it's a weird piece of I don't know it just feels weird like talking about someone announcing like their sexual identity I don't know it's like he he's obviously confirm confirming it and he's like obviously kind of coming out in this way so he's taking ownership of of it it's like it's not like we're outing or someone else is like outing someone against their will which like in which case we probably we wouldn't talk about it on this show honestly it's just like weird and funny because they were so close that season and god bless them God bless him. I, Have a great yeah, time. Yeah, oh, totally. God bless him. I, I'm more like amused by the fact, I think it's almost like old fashioned that it's made the news, you know, that yeah. feels kind of retro, like shocking. Not really. <laughs> is it at this point in 2020? Honestly, the more shocking thing is that these, that anything regarding these two guys would even like make. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yeah, the real shocker is that I'm reading Zach Rance's name in a headline in 2020, but you know, more power to them. Attention is the new economy, isn't it, folks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all so we'll speaking all of speaking of people Paris. who <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> speaking of people who love attention, um, was the other big brother news you wanted to talk about related to Christmas? No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe there was new Christmas info, but I guess not. Oh, were you just like hoping that there would be? Yeah, I was, I was thinking, oh no, this is the other, this is the other big brother thing we wanted to talk about, which is, we're all over the place today. Tis the Christmas season. Well, tis the holiday season. Tis it not? It's the Christmas season. (laughs) It is very much... Christian holiday season. I know tonight as we tape it is the second night of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, by the way. Well, not in, no, no, <laughs> we, we're not saying that anymore. We're only saying Merry Christmas in this account. I know up in Canada, you respect other religions, but here in America, we say Christmas again and we only yeah. say Christmas. Yeah. So, um, Julie Chedman does JCM. Has Jesus Christ moon oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's sending out some holiday gifts to the BB22 cast. And yeah. um some people like the unboxing videos and tell you what, Kevin, our boy Kevin, not great uh on BB22, not a great outing. Honestly, one of the better things he's he's done all year. He unboxes Julie's like holiday <laughs> gifts and Julie sent a Bible and some granola that the the copy on the on the box of granola made Kevin think that it was some sort of like MLM scheme about Jesus <laughs> as well. So 
I really would recommend people go checking out this video on uh, Kevin's Twitter or something like that. I mean, if you're a Big Brother fan, it's not too hard to find. Yeah, I will retweet. Also, um, someone on Reddit, I guess, made an edit of it. Um, So this is apparently what she's sending. I mean, she's we knew this was happening during the airing of BB this summer and this uh, this past fall. She's leaning into the churchy Christian Jesus loving persona so much so that she's doing it off camera. And this is what she's sending for Christmas presents. I just, I can't abide by this. How about an Amazon gift card with like a snowflake on the front? I mean, here, I know he's, he's been fired rightfully for being disgusting, but He's her husband is so rich. She's so rich. She's still, you know, making bank, I'm sure, doing Big Brother and whatever yeah. else. You couldn't spring for <laughs> another celebrity item I read this week was that Tom Cruise sends these like fabulous coconut cakes. You couldn't send a coconut cake. You had to s- send a little baggie of granola and a Bible. No one wants that. Yeah, no it's one like, wants that. She's like, like. Hey, here's all you need to like survive in the wilderness for a week. <laughs> Granola and the word of the Lord. Uh, food for your belly and food for thought. The Bible. I sent if I sent like religious texts to like all my coworkers for the holidays, like I'd get fired. Or I'd get like yeah. a stern talking to from HR. Like it's actually very funny. Brett and I were discussing holiday gifts last time about what we were going to get for our coworkers. And I said, I'm not getting my coworkers anything. Whereas Brett, very generous. Yeah. I always get my coworkers stuff. It's a, it's a nice way to, I guess I must be the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, you are. And (laughs) and speaking of, of Grinches, we got a, got a, we got a question here from it's Wessums. Can you guys please discuss the Matthew Morrison Grinch musical? I watched half of it and it was absolutely horrifying. Now, Danielle, you tweeted that you were going to watch it. Did did. you watch it? Well, so here's the thing. I know everyone thinks like, wow, Danielle moved to Canada. Her life is so much better. She's blessed. They're getting the vaccine already. Um, everyone (laughs) in in Canada gets like 10 doses of the vaccine if they want, you know, we live in a functioning democracy, blah, blah, blah. That's all well and good. Except I actually live in hell because NBC geo-blocked any way of me watching the Grinch musical. You gotta get that VPN. I know. I was not able to watch it. I'm very upset. I watched a couple like little clips of like the making of and of Matthew and Matthew Morrison, like very seriously talking about how important this is. <laughs> like, oh my God. How do you feel? I mean, Matthew Morrison, talk about a polarizing actor. Do you know who he is? <laughs> this is a very good, this is, this was the right question, Danielle, because I had to Google who Matthew Morrison was like three days ago. <laughs> okay. Well, now that you've seen him, do you know who he is? No. I mean, he, <laughs> he was in Glee, I get. I never watched. I yeah, watched, he played. Like a half an episode of Glee in 2010 and was like, this is not for me. <laughs> well, he played Mr. Shoe in Glee. That was probably his most famous Mr. role. Shoe? But he's also Mr. Shoe. All right. <laughs> but he also I think it's short for Schuster Mr. Schuster <laughs> but This show is very he's complicated He's a big time musical theater actor I guess so, so I don't know I, You know His name is He's didn't... a Broadway boy Lots of these Broadway boys are very interchangeable <laughs> They all have alliterative <sighs> names They're all yeah. white Yeah like, that's true Like I don't know Like you know He's no Tommy Brocco no, I mean, he wishes. I, I, I'm very upset that I couldn't watch it because I just saw a couple clips and like, (laughs) you know, the Grinch. Now here's another question for you. Has the Grinch become a sex symbol? Oh, (laughs) entering like Babadook territory of like hot queer sex icon monsters maybe listen maybe queer maybe yeah probably probably by like zach Rand, yeah i mean no yeah I, I no i feel you on that i don't know um i'm not like a big grinch guy i'm not like into the the grinch cinematic universe 
Did I see the Jim Carrey movie when I was a child? Yes. Did I see like the original, you know, animated thing when I was a child and they play it? Yeah. But I've probably seen them both once. And I don't like, I love Christmas time, but my Christmas movie is like Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm just like, I don't care I just don't really care about Grinch stuff. And I saw the, I saw the ad for the uh, Mamo Grinch on yeah. football on Sunday night football the other day. And I was like, this is not, this is really not going to be for me. Like what happened to NBC's fucking uh, a few good men live? Do they do that? <laughs> I don't With know. Alec Baldwin was going to play uh, the Jack Nicholson part. Listen, you know who I don't want to be in a enclosed space with these days? Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Uh, you know, yeah. he's the type who's wearing his mask under the nose. Oh, under the he nose. If not just percent. full chin diaper. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. Listen, and then and he's the type who like, you'd say like, oh, sir, do you mind just putting your mask on? He'd be like, oh, yes, of course. He'd put it on and then wait until you left and take it right back Yeah, off. When, he, when he walked to the next aisle in D'Agostino's, he'd pull yeah. it down again. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not, he's not full, I have a medical condition, I can't wear a mask. Oh, no, but no. he is like... He is like so selfish. Yeah. He, he's like, it's annoying, so I'm not going to wear it. He, I mean, on the SNL when uh, Biden got elected during the like, thank you, goodbyes, he was holding up a sign that said, you're welcome. As if his four years of savage political satire of just like (laughs) doing a meme mug and just saying the exact thing that Trump said that week was the thing that like really turned around the nation. (laughs) Get the, like, I I love 30 Rock a lot. Of course. But GTFO Alec Baldwin. And he's, Alec, Alec Baldwin is certainly on my list of like, I don't particularly like the person, but when you see their work, you're like, damn, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, that, this was a long way around. I did, I had one more Grinch question for you, which Please. is like, so clearly you're a little bit familiar and you've seen the new, um, the new ads for the new one with Matt Mo. When you saw Matt Mo dancing around because this is a musical Grinch, did it, and you saw him in his costume, full head to toe Grinch. Did you think the Grinch is pretty thick? So the one commercial I saw was like, it was like chest and up. I didn't see, <laughs> I didn't see, um, just by my Googling, Mamo did not strike me as being thick. But, uh, I mean, if you're telling me that the Grinch is like a thick bear icon, uh, you know, in Chelsea, in West Hollywood, I love it. Like, I, I'm here for it. I've seen some recent, just some recent commentary on how, like, was the Grinch always meant to be so thick? Like a thick, juicy rump. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you know what? I feel like I'm not fully educated on this and I can't fully speak to it. So maybe just hit us up on Twitter at HeyJulieBB. Is, yes. is the Grinch thick? And I, and, I, and I do, for the listeners who, you know, paying attention, we are saying that these are synonyms where they sound the same. But we are saying thick, T-H-I-C-C, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. We're talking about the bun area. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, and then, wait, wait. Before we move on, just one another last Another Grinch, thing. more Grinch content. <laughs> one more thing. Just one more thing about the Grinch. We're talking about this damn is- show that neither of us have seen. <laughs> Well, here's one of the reasons why I was You watched so a behind the it. scenes featurette and I watched <laughs> one 20 second commercial. <laughs> I know, but this is one thing. This is why I got excited. Okay, Matthew Morrison said that his inspiration for, for his portrayal of the Grinch 
was none other than Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. <laughs> okay. The dancing so, of the bells. What's that tweet? <laughs> the tweet that went viral with someone who's just saying it was the best movie ever. What? I don't I don't know. I don't I'm remember. not gonna fucking watch I'm not gonna watch the Grinch movie. I'm not gonna watch The Joker ever again. Once was fine. <laughs> well, I just had to bring it up. Okay. Also, the dog is played by a man, a human in I mean, everything I've seen about the Grinch is so upsetting that I just am so sad that I missed it in real life because it had to have been very amusing. But okay, we can move on the from Grinch the Grinch. Sucks. I'll move on. The Grinch is like not good <laughs> content. Like the original cartoon is fine for children, but why are, why is there a live action movie and like now a live action stage musical? Because it's it's just you gotta milk that Christmas IP as much as you can. There's only so Die many hard stories. live. <laughs> With a projection of Alan Rickman. <laughs> Look, we should have. You can't recast Alan Rickman. You can only no. use a hologram. All right, Danielle. Yes. It's time for us to have a discussion about Whoa. a show that we said we were going to talk about last week. Mm. It's called The Flight Attendant. It's on HBO yes. Max. Maybe it's on HBO Regular as well. I'm not sure. Um, why don't you go first? And I will okay. say But I just thoughts. also, I want to make a little note. We're going to talk about Flight Attendant because we promise. But also, we do have to talk about HBO Max versus your favorite director, Chris Nolan, for a minute afterwards. <laughs> I <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> am going to buy Tenet for $20 on Tuesday. Sight unseen. I do know people who have seen it. No one really says it's a good movie. But I'm going to pay full freight to watch Tenet in 4K on Tuesday night. Don't okay. get it twisted. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> but so anyway, Flight Attendant. This TV show stars noted Danny Enemy, Kaylee Cuoco. Yes. I disrespect Kaylee Cuoco because she is part of the she's highest not in love grossing. With the cocoa. She's what? <laughs> You're not in love with the Coco? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Living La Vida Cuoco. <laughs> um, uh, she was part of the highest grossing TV sitcom of all time, how, Big Big Bang Theory, and made absolutely millions of dollars per season on that show, okay? She also is a spokesperson for, um, I don't know, Kayak, some, some travel website. But she also, greedy little brat, is like a shell, like oil company ambassador. What? Yes. She, I like, and I'm so bad because I forget which exact one, but she is a celebrity ambassador for a gas company, like probably BP or something that's something that's ruining the planet. And I'm just sort of like, did you need this money? No, Kaylee? it is shell. It is shell. Okay. It's shell. Did she need that money? Did she have to accept that check? I don't think so. Shell hits the road with Kaylee Cuoco for a low carbon challenge. I fucking hate. This is horrible. This is awful. Yeah. This is. Yeah. I didn't know about this. She's so much worse than I thought. Like, I hate this stuff where it's like, hey, we're we're BP. We're like, we're the good guys. We're like trying to change the planet. Like there's this Amazon commercial that keeps running where it's like. I'm the lead what like environmental analyst for Amazon and global warming is a challenge. And they don't actually say that they're trying to fix the challenge. They just right. are basically but like, okay, we ship a million things. We have all these planes and trucks and buses and we are aware of global warming. And it's like shot and like presented in this way. It's like, we care, we're fixing it. But they only say that like global warming exists. And it's like, cool. Yeah. We got yeah. you there. Anyways, let's go back to the cocoa. It's just, it's infuriating. It really bugged me. But so this was, I knew about this before the show came out. So flight attendant, I saw the trailer and I thought to myself, shit, that looks really good. <laughs> and then, and then I, now I've watched every episode that's out so far. And much like Alec Baldwin, even if you don't appreciate someone in real life, you can appreciate their art and 
you got to give it to Kaylee. She absolutely kills it in this show. She's so good. She is so good. So flight attendant is like this twisty tyranny, a a fabulous party girl flight attendant goes on a one night stand with a hot, rich guy from first class in Thailand. They have the time of their lives. She wakes up the next morning. He's covered in blood and dead. And she doesn't think she did it, but she, there's really no way of knowing. And so then it's like a mystery who did it, but there's also travel because she's still doing her job as a flight attendant and going to all these fabulous places. There's great clothes, great apartments, hot guys. It is just a fabulous show. I cannot recommend it enough. Danielle. Yes. I hated this so fucking much. How dare you? Hated the 45 minutes I spent with the titular flight attendant. (laughs) Why? It reminded me of the conversation you had last week where you gave industry one of my shows of the year, if not show of the year. Sorry, Big Brother 22. You gave it two (laughs) thumbs down. And I want to talk a little bit about the idea of romance. Mm. Do you think, and I granted I've only seen the pilot of Flight Attendant, yeah. I'm not sure. going to watch anymore. Wow. Did you think like, so she meets this flight, this hot guy in first, and then there's this like very sort of like voluptuous travel montage and they're like on t- in like a hot tub on the top of like a beautiful hotel in Bangkok and they're wearing exotic clothes and they have the most amazing night together and sex and did you find it like romantic? Yeah. <laughs> so what? I think you and Wait. I have different ideas of romance because I thought this was just like literal like American Airlines magazine level, like, just like, just nothing. It was just like, it looks good and they have nice costumes and they're like on location. Cool. But like, there was no substance at all. And the style was like pretty basic. Wow. And whereas I just feel like this is just where you and I have different DNA because Mm. I think industry as horrible as it is i think there is romance in a dark night london nightclub with house music (laughs) and strangers hooking up in the bathroom like that is i don't know that like invigorates me and i watched the flight attendant and i felt nothing wow yeah i we clearly repulsion wow we are clearly so different because um yeah the idea of meeting a sexy stranger in first class who then whisks you away in a foreign country to fabulous places while you're wearing a great sparkly dress. Her dress was amazing. Why? She's a flight attendant. Why is she dressed up <laughs> like she's on the cover of fucking Vogue magazine all the time? Why, Why is she? She's a she's a waitress. <laughs> so waitresses can't wear she's fabulous a wa- clothes. This, you know what this is, Brett? Classist. You think just because people don't work at a fancy British finance company, they're not allowed to wear designer clothes? How dare you? How dare you? I just Kaylee didn't, can I wear didn't what she buy wants. it. And on top of all of those things, I was like very much was like just thrown by like, all right, she's a flight attendant. She makes $24,000 a year and she's like know, yeah. always has a backpack uh, has like a suitcase full of like region specific attire Amazing and she's stuff. like always jet setting around that's part of the fun i don't know her i also apartment, amazing really really dislike her performance as well i love her performance i think she should win the golden globe it is like <laughs> the most obvious type of sitcom acting at least in the no. first episode where it's like hey uh the fbi wants to speak first of all why is the fbi investigating a just random dead american tourist because there's more to this story oh, okay okay it's like 
people die, <sighs> Americans die all the time. Not in America. Is the, does the FBI have to open up a case every time an American well, he was dies? Brutally murdered. He's brutally murdered. And people brutally murdered here. No one's doing anything about it. Yeah, but he's a big time rich, like hot guy. Okay. FBI, hot guy files. <laughs> so now that's a show. She like the entire second half of this episode is like her playing cat and mouse with the FBI. And she's like, I mean, oh, oh, fleeing the scene. I wasn't fleeing the scene. I was peeing the mean. I, I don't She was just like, just like so. It was just like the most obvious sort of like Jennifer Aniston sitcom acting. Like, and I don't mean that in a complimentary sort of way. And it's just like, it just, I just found it un- just brutal and unbearable to watch. Well, I think it's, I find it the exact opposite because on paper, this character isn't unlike some of the people in industry where I'm like, I don't relate to being such a mess. Like, she's such a mess. She ruins everything in her life. She can't stop partying. Like, she clearly has alcohol issues. Um, she and self destructive issues, which I don't really relate to. But because of the performance from Kaylee Cuoco, I'm like, this person, normally this character would be so annoying to me and I wouldn't want to watch, but I just find her very likable and she makes it seem like, well, yeah, that's her only choice. I believe that she thinks this is her only choice is, you know what? I gotta go out and party. I'm being investigated for murder, but I got to go have that extra drink. I believe it. And I support her. And you know what? I celebrate her. I, I don't know. It, it, the whole performance just like rings as like so false and just like a high school, like this is like how a high school student would like read all these lines. And I'm not like intrigued by this like hotel you know, when you turn on the hotel TV mm. and you have like channel zero and it's just like a loop of like, come to our spot, come to our restaurant. And like, it's just that level of like globe trotty, like, wow. hey, this is the lobby of a hotel room sort of theater. And I shall not, I shall not continue on the journey. I, they're about to close the door on the airplane. I say, no, no, get off. I'm getting off. I cannot believe this. This show really was everything I needed in 2020 because especially in lockdown, because it has, it really is like living vicariously, even though yes, she's like wanted for murder. It's like these hot guys and the, the guys are so great. They're like, they're like nice and supportive of their girlfriends and, and um, the outfits are fabulous and the apartments are great and there's travel. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could get on a plane and go to Rome. Like it is so fun. Fun. Again, I just think you and I are very different people. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like industry is all that I needed in terms of like <laughs> living vicariously through people. And right. you felt it's the flight attendant. Speaking of sex pot alcoholics, we have to take a trip to the 1930s. And uh, courtesy of David Fincher, we Netflix yes. dropped a movie called Mank. Now, Danielle, you watched Mank, right? Of course I watched was, Mank, except for the last 20 minutes. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> was Mank dank or did Mank stank? Mank? <laughs> Mank was dank. Mank was dank. This is the correct answer. I liked Mank. Yeah, no, I liked Mank. I thought it was too, it was a bit too long as evidenced by me falling asleep and not being able to watch the last little bit. But it was like, it was very, very amusing. I thought I could have used more Orson Welles to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, I didn't know how much he would be like the villain and also not really in the movie. Yeah, I and the, well, the actor they got to play him was so good. So I just wanted more. Gary Oldman's good, um, you know, black and white, fabulous outfits. We do love to see Amanda Seyfried with a short blonde oh, wig. She's, she's getting it. Yeah, she's she was looking good. We love a long um, party scene where they talk about communism and Hitler. That is fun. Um, we oh, we yeah. love it all. We love it all. I thought it was good. And I didn't realize David Fincher 
not not a very sentimental man, but directed this from a script written by his dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, though I, I don't know if his dad is like with us still. I, I don't I, I think don't know. so. I don't know because I think also like I think the script was written in like the nineties and it was like sort of credited to Mr. Fincher Senior, but obviously David Fincher probably like took a bit of a, a hacksaw to it and, and turned it right. into his own thing. I could only imagine, like, because David Fincher is known for being um, quite particular, mm. quite a perfectionist on set, and, yes. like, making Mark Ruffalo do the same scene 400 times in Zodiac <laughs> or whatever just to get that one perfect performance. I could only imagine if Mr. Mr. Fincher Sr. was still with us, like, his son just like screaming at him and telling him like, this is this is bullshit this isn't good enough you call this writing you old yeah. fart i love Get off my set i love that i all the stories i hear about him i find very amusing yeah it was like well mark ruffalo respected him jake gyllenhaal what did not have a good time gyllenhaal is is a is an icon and Gyllenhaal. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. All I can say to that is, hmm. no. To who? Exactly. No. No Nightcrawler for Danny. I feel like he 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 comes close, but he always misses the mark for me. I he, think he misses the mank. I think Gyllenhaal <laughs> is one of Hollywood's excellent, most excellent young actors. Even though he's probably is like he, so he's not young anymore. He's yeah, he's 40s. a little yeah. He's the old man on a season of Big Brother now. Oh yeah, he's like, oh yeah, my kids love Big Brother. <laughs> my kids, my kids submitted. I didn't do anything. My kids just submitted a video, and Julie Chen told me. Yeah, so I really liked Mank a lot too. I uh, kind of couldn't even figure out what the hell I was watching for the first thirty minutes, same, and then same. I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then you're eventually like, oh, this is what the story is, and it's just going to cut back and forth between. Mank writing the movie and then like the various ev events in Mank's life, the way he's slumdog right. millionaires, uh, <laughs> Citizen Kane into existence. I, but I, yeah, I, will I ever watch this movie again? Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh no. Oh no. Surely not. Are you going to watch will the final ever, 20 minutes? <laughs> no, that's my next question. Will I ever watch those final 20 minutes? I don't think so. I don't think I need to. I got it. I thought it was an enjoyable two hours. I don't need that extra half hour. Um, and yeah, I, I felt the same way where I was sort of like, I'm not sure what the point of this movie was. <laughs> um, exactly. Other than Netflix was like, mm, David Fincher will do whatever you want, <laughs> except for another season of Mindhunter. Yeah. I was um, talking with a friend about this too, because, um, Netflix's whole like prestige film strategy is give as much money and as little notes to the most famous director is alive and they've done this three years in a row with Roma and Alfonso Cuaron two two summer two winters ago uh right. the Irishman, Irishman last mm -hmm. some last winter with uh Marty and with Mank and all those movies are interesting and I don't think any of them I think honestly all of those movies Mank is the best I didn't really care for the Irishman and I But you loved Roma. No, I didn't. I thought it was overrated. I thought it was fine. Oh, but I thought, I thought I, you talking about a movie I never want to watch again. Roma. I thought you were the person who told me I had to see it in cinemas. Absolutely not. Well, I think people that's the thing with Roma is like people should watch that movie in theaters because it is a, an absolute slog to watch in <laughs> on your TV. It's like Super slow. It's black and white. It's in Spanish. Nothing fucking happens in it. It is like just a pure movie that someone's going to be playing like golf with friends on their fucking <laughs> iPhone for for two and a half hours. And then they're going to look up and be like, what ha What? What was that? What happened? <laughs> like I saw in, I saw Roma in theaters and I thought it was really I really enjoyed the experience. I didn't think it was like that fantastic of a movie. Uh, but I was like, man, I cannot imagine anyone watching this on like a TV or a laptop or anything. It was just like, yeah. And and the Irishman, God, talk about another fucking movie I watched in theaters. Yeah, I'm like still pissed off that my friend was like, let's go see it in theaters. We're diapers. 
and we'll sit there for 19 hours. <laughs> but anyways, all three of these movies are like not really these directors like at their best. I at least I don't no, think not at all. And I think all these movies could have gone for a bit more studio notes or like honestly that's yeah. what these movies are proving it's like you know what you know what really makes a great movie an editor <laughs> snip snip <laughs> like, yeah. let, let's trim it down a little yeah exactly yeah so we both still recommend mank uh oh yes but except guess, yeah except you know what i would have recommended it until today december 11th because now on Netflix, there's something way more important that we all need to watch, and that is The Prom. Yes, I shall be watching that this weekend. Oh, I'll be watching. I, I've noticed, like, so I follow a couple film critics on Twitter, <laughs> and I have noticed <laughs> they com. all, in unison, absolutely despise James Corden's performance in <laughs> The Prom. James Corden is another one of Danny's, he's on Danny's list. Of like someone I don't trust and I don't think I like him. I can't put my finger on why, but there's something amiss there. Uh, so I'm looking forward to watching and seeing uh, everything about this movie. Yeah, Corden. Did you see Cats? Oh, I loved Cats, but I hated him and Rebel Wilson's parts in the movie. Yeah, I mean, his part in particular was like truly disgusting. disgusting like eating <laughs> yes. fucking fish and belching and shitting all over the place. Um, <laughs> so gross. Corden, it's, it's, Corden's had a rough go of it. I mean, mm. truly, who's the biggest victim of 2020 but James Corden? <laughs> uh, because, like, he's he's this British actor who sings and stuff, and he does stage, and he does musicals. He's a talk and talk shows. Well, this is before he comes to talk show hosts. Like, he's in, is it Begin Again? He's in one of those, like, walk yeah, and talk musicals, musicals. Yeah, with yeah. like you know and he's really delightful in it and he's like the fourth lead in it and he's just like the fat best friend who also has like a good singing voice and it's just like fun to be around and it's like that James Corden works but now that he's like a not good talk show and he a talk show host and he's like overextended with these like He's singing in the car with Gwen Stefani. <sighs> I've never watched any of these fucking videos. Like, they annoy the hell out of me. And uh, I don't know. He's like a bit overextended now where it's like if he just was if he just was like an actor in movie musicals and stuff like that, I think Pete, the less people would know about him, but his approval level amongst the Twitter elites like you and I yes. would be higher. I, I totally agree. He's just everywhere. Like, I'll be watching a movie, innocent, minding my own business, having a great time, and suddenly he's there, and it's unsettling. You're it's just, like I can't get away. Yeah, you, you just, the trauma is with you everywhere you go. You can't. <laughs> and it's like, a lot of the times these roles, I'm like, this didn't have to be James Corden. This could have been Matthew Morrison, for example. And yet, people insist upon casting James Corden. Isn't he busy enough? Like, this is another thing. Like, sometimes I'm like, these celebs are so greedy. He's got a nightly show. He's a, He voices things in animation. Does he have to also portray live action every part in every movie? I really don't think so. Like, leave some for the rest of Hollywood. I can't believe I'm saying this. Leave some for Josh Gad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least Josh Gad's American. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. They're saying Merry Christmas again up in Canada too. It sounds like <laughs> No, um, Josh Gad, listen, I have a soft spot for him because I saw Book of Mormon in theaters. He was great. Oh, me too. Um yeah. Uh, he's so, like, yeah, we you saw the Rannells Gad? I sure did. Me too. It was pretty good. Um got a question about yeah, here's from Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells, Trudy. I need Danny's thoughts on the second surprise Taylor Swift album in less than six months. Evermore. Evermore. Um, yeah, this is this was a huge, shocking surprise from Taylor Swift. Although now she's saying that she left clues everywhere and like we should have known. Oh I am were the what? were the monoliths 
in the desert yeah, right? in, in <laughs> Romania? Were they the T-Swift clues? <laughs> that really should have been. That would have been amazing. Um, I am a Swift defender. I am Team Swift in many cases. I like her. I find her like commitment to being petty kind of amusing. Her music, listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. These last two albums are not the music for me. I like Shake It Off, Taylor. I like uh, the more fun poppy Taylor more so than the like acoustic in the woods Taylor. So it's not really, it's not my tempo, but I'm happy for her. I love that she's going to re-record all of her songs so that Scooter Brown doesn't get a dime. I think that's hilarious. And that's what I, that's what I'm here for. Just a fun, like that's, Taylor Swift, I feel always brings drama that doesn't really hurt anyone and is just fun to watch. So there you go. Listener at Hell's Bales really was quite offensive and forward-looking in that she <laughs> addressed this only to you. <laughs> Hell's Bells, well, why wouldn't you want my opinion on the new T-Swift album? Well, let's hear it. I don't have any opinion. I don't think about Taylor Swift. I have not, I cannot name more than two Taylor Swift songs. I don't know what old T-Swift sounds like. I don't know what new T-Swift sounds like. I, She is the biggest pop star in the world and has been for yeah. a number of years. Mm-hmm. And I, she does not take up a part of like my brain power at all. So Hell's Bells, you offended me. You broke my heart. You hurt me. But you were also right to address that <laughs> to Danny. Because I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to listen. I am not a teenage girl. I don't listen to Taylor Swift music. I mean, I guess the the music is for all people. And I apologize if I was like saying that in a demeaning way. But yeah, I I don't know. Like there are songs that are incredibly popular and like I'll hear them in the supermarket or whatever. And I will find out like eight months later, like that that's a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, no, I'm I'm mostly like that too. Yeah. I mostly like that too. I keep up with Taylor Swift because like she has had so many songs that I do like. Um, but I don't know a lot about music or musicians either. You don't like music. Um, Come on, Hells like Bells. Music. You ask Danny the question. She doesn't even like music. <laughs> Danny would cut really off like... her own ears if she didn't have to <laughs> yeah. do this podcast once a week. <laughs> music is not my favorite. Um, wait, <laughs> let me bring up a question. This is here. I'll direct this at you because Please. it's from it's from Phil of Nine. And it goes, Grinchmas, please tell me you all watched the Patty Jenkins rollerblading video slash Star Wars announcement. It was beyond hilarious, but also touching. But girl, why? It was so, weird. <laughs> it was weird. Well, <laughs> I watched it with the sound off and so the person who had tweeted it that I watched it from had said that she was announcing her like candidacy for Senate. So I was like, whoa, is that what this video is? And now turns out, no, she's just directing Star Wars thing. Here's the thing. All of this, Disney did their their huge investor day yesterday where they announced all of their millions of new movies and TV series and fun projects. It's just so much that it's hard for me to get excited for any of it. Yeah. Do I like the Mando? Absolutely. And I think when the season wraps up in a week, we will do uh, a more, a uh, a bigger recap of that. But I don't really... I think the Star Wars movies, including the originals, aren't like that great. Like they're for children. And I try not to have like Taylor Swift. I try not to have too many things, too many opinions about things that are ultimately like not meant for me, whether they're for children or people of a different gender or people of a different race or nationality. It's just like, cool. Y'all like that. That sounds fantastic. This is also just like, not for me. I, I don't, I'm not going to put that shit down. I just don't care. Like, and I shouldn't care like whatever. So I don't know. I do like checking it. Like, I think the Mando is good, but I'm going to be pretty much on a case by case basis with all these star Wars shows and Marvel shows. I'm like, I'll check them out. But if I don't like them, I'm not going to like rag on people for like, I will rag on people for liking the flight attendant. <laughs> I have an exception, but like, I, I don't know, like whatever. I, I don't know. I, I don't get too excited about star Wars shit. Like if it's good, I'll check it out. But if it's not, I'm going to move on with my life and not think about it quite easily. Right. 
I have enough. Yeah, inner there was demons. just there was a whole there was just so much programming announced yesterday for Disney, and that's that's great for them. Listen, people love Disney; they own a lot of important <laughs> entertainment pillars. But I just can't even that we'd have to dedicate a whole episode to even talking about any of that. But um, also, we're not a Star Wars podcast. Well, maybe we've confused people because we talk about Mando so much and Baby Yoda. Gorgo. Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> what if Baby Yoda's name was just Gordon? Gordon. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, from M. Rap 2, any Grammy nomination thoughts? <laughs> Were the Grammy nominations like three weeks ago? No, I, know, I don't but... listen to me. Like, you don't listen to music, and I don't listen to the music that gets nominated for Grammys. I listen to weird ass shit. I listen to old shit. Like I like l- listen to like sad Radiohead albums from twenty years ago. Yeah, just nominate I... Kid A again. I listen to music that sounds like it should be in a tampon commercial. Like it has to be poppy and uh, fun. It has to be about like going out. That's another thing that to- drove me fucking crazy about the flight attendant is it's like it wants to be like brooding and serious because she's an alcoholic and because there's like a dead guy in it and they keep flashing back to the dead guy. But then all the music is like real housewives like bum 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 the flight attendant is in some trouble. Bum bum. I like it. I like that. Very tampon commercial. Like, very like, (laughs) you can wear white pants. Hell yeah, you do you. Oh yeah, you're on a date with a hot guy right now. Yes. And you're running at the beach or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, hell yeah. I apologize apologize to all women. I'm sorry. Well, so yeah. Anyway, also, I also do not have thoughts on the Grammys, except for obviously they snubbed Canadian The Weeknd and he was very mad about it. And I support The Weeknd in his rage. Listen, we all know that all award shows are trash. I think the Grammys is probably the most trash of all the of them because the trash. Grammys doesn't even have the decency of usually being an entertaining award show. At least you get like at the Oscars, you get epic fuck ups like La La Land and Moonlight. At least at Golden Globes, you get like semi drunk presenters and award uh acceptance speeches you get nothing at the grammys the grammys is absolutely less than zero in my opinion and it's so weird because they actually try to make it really entertaining like i feel like they've changed the broadcast a bit and they've turned it into less of handing out awards and more of just like these mashup performances where it's like let's have miley cyrus and elton john do a duet or some shit but it's like that seems that seems incredibly uninteresting for me. I, I've I haven't watched yeah. the the Grammys in decades. I don't know. I just don't really not like, my tempo. Yeah, I just don't like the music. I, I don't know. I don't listen to pop music, and they nominate like pop music, and I, I don't know. It's just like not not really for me. And I'm gonna listen to like my Stephen Malcolmus albums and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me be old in peace. Well, Exactly. Um, well, I think that's it for questions. Yeah, I mean the universe is great full of questions. questions. The universe is full. Maybe that we'll, maybe we'll get a few more next week. Um, maybe, but I really appreciate people were checking in. They're sending us all of this goss, which we love. So thank you for sending that stuff in and your questions and thoughts. Appreciate and love those as well. Next week we will be discussing the prom. So if anyone has. If anyone wants to keep up with this podcast and feel like you're in the know, you better watch The Prom before next week is all I can say. Yeah. A hundo P. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Always tweet at us at HeyJulieDB. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.